everybody. It's Rob, National Fire Radio. Very excited tonight. I am joined by the beautiful Melissa Waller, our field correspondent for National Fire Radio. And with me tonight are two very esteemed gentlemen who I've gotten the chance to meet uh, at Revolutionary Fire Tactics at the Lake, Sean Duffy and Pablo. Pablo, how do you say your last name? Because I'm going to screw that up. And I always no, mess- problem. You say it generally, if you're saying like the word general, but just without the role at the end, Jenner. Jenner. Okay. So Pablo Jenner. Uh, I got the opportunity at Revolutionary Fire Tactics the Lake to sit in there, um, build your, it was, it was build your own, build your culture or build your own culture. What was the, the class where we had the beer? Oh <laughs> yeah. That was uh, build your culture, professionalism or minimalism. That was the name of that class. So, and I, I've sat in Sean's classes for two years. This, this year, Pablo wasn't able to join us at the uh, lake. Uh, which we missed him severely. Sean tried to put me on the spot in the class a couple of times. Uh, and I'm still, you know, paying the price for the regalia at that one. But no, I'm just kidding. It was a great time. <laughs> no, you did but, good, man. You did great. But uh, awesome, awesome people. So guys, like, kind of tell me, like, you know, one of you pick it, duke it out and see who goes first. But how'd you guys start and how'd you guys meet? I'll send it, Sean. Oh, uh, I always got to go first. All right. <laughs> so... Actually, it's kind of weird how Pablo and I met. Um, I was in a time, uh, not many people know this, I was working in Michigan. And during that time in Michigan, like firefighters were getting laid off like crazy. I mean, it was insane. Everybody was getting hired on um, grants and, you know, you just didn't know if you had a job. And I was fortunate enough that I did land in, uh, in, in a place in a department that uh, was budgeted. It just, it just wasn't the right fit for me you know, and and I gave it a good honest seven months and just kind of told my wife, Hey, listen, I, I miss the fire department. I came from, you know, I I miss the guys. I I just, that's been such a huge part of my fire service career. And I really just need to go put back into my fire pension. Right. And at least get that locked in. And at least she was, uh, she was very supportive about that. Uh, so we moved to Michigan and, um, I'm sorry, we moved from Michigan and we got back to Florida and I wound up getting hired in uh, Pasco County and, and Pablo worked there. So he came into our new hire class a couple of times. He did like the truck week. And I think what they call it, Pablo, they call it Pablo's week or something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, it, was, uh, it was like a, it was a culture building. They basically just kind of like an introductory uh, yeah. to the department and just kind of like a, a new, uh, a new th- thing that we're trying to just build uh, uh implement in the uh in, in the region so uh, yeah pablo they they, they built it, so <laughs> yeah so that that's where i met him and i just remember like he's up there talking and i'm like oh man i i've never met somebody who who is as passionate as me in this job like i've got to i've got to kind of befriend him you know so we started talking he got me uh into a training that was uh coming up like the week after, which was uh, canned confidence by the vent enter search guys. So we did that through our fools chapter, the uh, uh, Pasco fools. And, um, you know, it just kind of evolved from there. You know, we, one thing led to the next and we became really good friends and eventually wound up um, being stationed at the same firehouse for a little over a year together. So uh, lots of good times. Um, probably one of the most real people I know is Pablo. He's not afraid to pull punches and, and tell you how he feels about stuff. <laughs> so I, I highly respect that. He's damn good fireman. And, um, you know, probably 
one of my mentors too, throughout that, that year long period there, um, I was starting to, to kind of dive into special operations disciplines and do like rope rescue and things like that. So, um, he taught me a ton about that stuff. We'd be out there in the Bay practicing all the time. And then our, our relationship as French is kind of bonded. And, uh, we, we eventually went down to uh, Orlando fire conference, um, 2019 and we're just sitting there and, and as, as firefighters do, right. Just talk and shop. And we're both incredibly frustrated with, with certain things that, that we've been experiencing. And Pablo had this tagline, uh, that he's been, that he was using pretty frequently on, uh, on the Instagram page. And he says, it's about building your culture. And I just kind of looked at him. I'm like, that's it. Right. Cause we had talked about developing a class and, and, you know, maybe doing some training, but like trying to encompass it under something that wasn't Pablo and Sean, right. Just something different. And uh, when he said that, I'm like, I think that's it, right. That's what it's about. That's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to build a culture um, within the fire service, within our personal lives, you know, just be, just be generally like good people. And um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the backstory of, of what, where him and I met and what kind of led to the name and, and the evolution of what we have today. Awesome. So, so Pablo, which, how did you get involved with this fire service stuff? Like, you know, you, but I, I, I've, I've talked with Sean on the phone, but I really haven't gotten the chance to speak with you and, and talk about the beginnings and stuff. So kind of take us down that road real quick. Man, I wish that I could tell you that like, Oh, I have a, lineage long lineage of, of firemen in, in my family i don't i um i kind of stumbled into the fire service and i think by by virtue of stumbling into the fire service kind of leads me to a lot of love in the fire service and and you, hear me out on this you got um so first and foremost i i was uh i was a baseball player once upon a time uh very many many moons ago and um once i leave um uh college and you know nothing nothing really comes of my of my career you know, I go back to Miami. My hometown is Miami, Florida. And I leave uh, Indiana, uh, Franklin, Indiana, to be um, exact. And when I leave Indiana, it's about 25 miles uh, southwest of uh, Indianapolis. Um, and uh, when I leave Indiana and I go back down to Miami, I'm kind of just me meandering around, figuring out what to do. So anyway, long story short, I get to a poker night one night at a, in, a, in a buddy's house. And he is a fireman for the city of Coral Gables. And he's just like, man, your personality are actually pretty good in, in the fire service and you should do a, a, a ride along, see how you like it. But anyway, I do a, a ride along, Miami Deep Fire Rescue, um, love it. Uh, end up going to EMT school first, um, after EMT school, uh, went to fire school, and then after fire school, uh, worked at a private ambulance company for, uh, just stay here on the two years, just working on, you know, it's, a, it's the, uh, and I, you know, put this into quotations, no disrespect to any of those guys, it's, it, in the sense of South Florida speaking, I know, I know that private ambulance companies across the country uh, play a big, big role in the 911 system, in the sense of South Florida, uh, before I piss anybody off, uh, it is the, it's more of the minor leagues to the, to fire rescue, because fire rescue handles most uh, 90, 90 plus percent of the 911 calls, whereas the private ambulance companies are, are, are taking care of the private EMS and inner facilities type stuff. So, um, you know, a lot of the fire rescue want it, wants kind of that 
that experience of the private ambulance sector, you know, getting your feet wet into EMS before getting into, into the big leagues, so to speak. And like I said, that's just a South Florida thing. I know that AMR and all types of companies are huge across the country. So I apologize to anybody out there. It's just a South Florida thing. Um, but yeah, after, after working there in EMS, uh, or after going to fire school, going to EMS, uh, I applied to everywhere in the United States, literally, not, not in the United States, excuse me, in the state of Florida, literally from Key West all the way up to Tallahassee. Tallahassee was my most northern department that I applied to. Uh, Monroe County, which is the Keys, the Florida Keys, um, I also applied to. So literally from the Florida Keys to Tallahassee. Um, and whoever, obviously aware of the state of Florida, hey, we ain't exactly Rhode Island. We're a fucking big ass state. So we're, it, it, it was a, a large trek to go apply to these departments. And uh, Marion County, Florida, which is where the state fire college is at, uh, which is our city, our, our, our bigger city is the city of Ocala. It's basically north central Florida, uh, about an hour and a half north of Orlando, um, around Gainesville, Gator country. Um, picked me up. And uh, yeah, that was back in 2008. And uh, that's how I got into the fire service as far as like my, my background from, from, from literally a ball player uh, failed ball player to, to the fire service. Now, funny thing is though, if I may, if I may get into that, which will, man, this will open a can of worms, but I think that's literally why I fell in love with the fire service because I stumbled into it. I had no preconceived notions coming into the fire service, brother, I, I, at all. Like nowadays, I think you got guys coming into the fire service with preconceived notions. Like our secret is literally out. You could, you know, you work an X amount of days. Uh, if you're not on a call, uh, there's recliners at the station there's there's workout equipment there, there's all that shit because of social media because of just uh, stuff like along those lines where it's, we are in a very transparent world nowadays our secret of how good our job is we always said that is the best job in the world we've always heard that um, people now in the in the social media world and the transparency of the world that we live in uh, take that not in the sense like how we take it where as far as like we, we view it as the best job in the world because, because of the things that we get to do, because of the lives that we get to affect. Some of the people that get into it now view it as the best job in the world because they work 10 days a month, get to sit on a recliner where they're not fucking running calls, work out, play some basketball, and have a, a second job. So our secret is out. But we have a lot of a, a big, I've noticed over the, since the social, since basically 2000, let's just say 2013 and above, 2012 and above when social media really starts picking up. I noticed a different type of crowd that really does get in, you know, uh, into the fire service, whereas opposed to, I, I got in, man, I had no idea. I'm not going to lie to you. I won't sit here and be like, oh, I knew, better. no, I had nothing. I had no clue about the fire service. I literally got in and I saw the the, the brotherhood that reminded so much, that's reminded me so much of, 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 of a baseball dugout or baseball locker room, stuff like that. I saw uh, uh, people going to, uh, you know, guys going to calls and just, Helping out, I literally I remember being on a, on the back of an ambulance because ambulance in South Florida go to go to structure fire going being in the back of an ambulance going right alongs and well, I remember going to a structure fire with Miami Dade County and the boys literally throwing on their gear and like and I'm like I'm fucking looking I'm like a little kid like man these guys are fucking cool this is this is some cool shit and I really got into the into the fire service where I, I really found a love for it I thought it was legitimately cool I love the, the the hierarchy I love the senior guy I I literally remember going to e, doing an EMT ride in Miami-Dade County. And one of the senior guys comes out. It's like fucking I don't know, eight thirty in the morning, and I'm uh, I'm like staring at the aerial, and the guy comes out with this cup of coffee, and he just stares at me, and I'm like staring at him, and he stares at me. He goes, 
you know what truck you're on, son? I'm like, well, the rescue, sir. And I goes, well, you oh, better yeah, go man. check it off. You know, I don't know, you know, it's like shit like that literally made me fall in love with it, man. <laughs> like it was so cool. It was, it was all, it was all so cool. And um, it, it, it legitimately to this day, I tell you, it was a genuinely falling in love with something. Uh, instead of someone, I literally, well, I have my, I'm saying, I, aside from my wife, I love my wife, but like actually falling in love with, with something, I fell in love with the fire service and uh, I, because I stumbled onto it because I had no idea about it. And that's yeah, kind of like where I'm at right now. I, I think that's awesome that in Florida, there's an opportunity for you to do the ride along and actually see that because I, at least up here in the Northeast, you know, there's no opportunity to really, I don't think anymore, like, you know, fill out paperwork and come right along and see what it's about and get that perspective i mean and you're totally on point with the aspect of our job becoming cool and being the best job because of a recliner and the work schedule and stuff and not like but i i think we got to circle back to that because it's an interesting conversation especially with what you guys talk about and culture building and stuff like that mm -hmm. so so you guys get together you meet and Sean, you were hitting on it because you said that, you know, it's all about building your culture. So is that where really you guys started to, I don't want to say to spark the fire to get things moving, but like, because you, you were working together before that. Right. Yeah, no, it's, uh, we did a couple of like trainings. Uh, Pablo and I were both pretty aggressive on um, the training. Like, hey, we need to get up to the training center because, because in Pasco, I mean, gosh, we had this beautiful training center, man. Like we go there whenever we wanted. We go there off duty. Like you could put in as long as it was like uh, within like 24 hours in advance, like you could put in and say, Hey, we want to go up there and do some training and the truck company and the squad and, and all that, like they were up there doing cool stuff all the time. And um, so Pablo and I were, you know, we were blessed to kind of get brought into some of those things. And, and uh, they let us do our thing, you know, whether it was like hose line advancement or search or, or anything like that. Sometimes it would be uh, maybe a new higher orientation. We got to do a couple of things at like, um, so definitely we got to work together in that realm. And uh, man, this is when I, I really like Pablo had already kind of done some teaching things and in, in locally and in the region and stuff. And, and I was just trying to branch out into spreading my passion and, and whatever knowledge I had um, onto other people, you know, and he calls me up one night, there's a cigar city fools training going on <laughs> and I'll never forget it. Cause he says, don't fuck this up. <laughs> That's his exact words. He's like, Hey, Poppy, what are you doing tomorrow? And I'm like, I'm not doing anything. He goes, okay, uh, I got, uh, I, I need your help doing some like forceful entry and, and stuff like that at this training. Don't fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, no problem. I'll be right there. And uh, I went out there and they had me like, you know, doing some of that stuff. Um, it was just an awesome experience, you know, and, and, you know, afterwards we kind of went all went out for some beer and talked about it. And man, we, we just kind of, did little things like that here and there. And, and we're like, we gotta, we gotta do our own thing. So the idea came about, um, you know, him and I were like, Hey, let's, let's do a search class. Cause at, at that time, you know, like, and I don't want to say anything bad about where we worked or, or anything else like that. But at that time I've had, an, I had enough experience throughout my fire service career, um, to know that I was going to fires and I was sitting there and I was getting very, very frustrated, just like watching, everything but the search taken priority right and and the idea of like if we found somebody you know like 
oh, they were probably dead anyway, like that kind of stuff. So we, we both were pretty passionate about truck work and, and, you know, the search in general. And we decided that we were going to do this class and, um, man, I don't think any of us, <laughs> him or I really knew what was in store after that. It was just mainly bred off frustration and, and experience. And we had an opportunity to do it, um, like once or twice in Pasco at the, um, training center, you know, with the truck company and stuff. And then, um, you know, a buddy of mine in Polk County, right after they had that, uh, not too long after they had that fatal fire reached out. And I remember calling Pablo, like, Oh my God, dude, this has to be, this has to be right. Like we, we, we have to go in there and, and, and do this properly. Right. Like after this national event just took place and like, we're going to be the ones going in there and, and doing this thing. Like it just has to, it has to be like something that that's, that's worth it. Right. And we did it and it got good feedback and everybody enjoyed it. And from there, man, it was just like one thing after another, you know, I'd be calling Pablo up. Hey, we got another class going. Are you free? And yeah, I'm free. And we went, you know, Oregon and we started going all over the country. And I just remember thinking like, this is fucking insane. <laughs> like, this is yeah. crazy. This little idea that I had just to preach my own experiences and bring some like data and, and real world, you know, stuff into there and, and, you know, preach my failures and, and what I've learned just kind of like turned into this thing. And uh, that was three years ago, you know, and, and it hasn't slowed down since, you know, and, you know, Pablo has been there. He's my right-hand man. He's been there every step of the way. And, you know, we do some other things too, but like, we've always tried to stay true to that whole, like, Hey, listen, uh, build your culture is the bread and butter of anything. Like, yeah, we might be teaching a search class, but we're going to teach you how to implement a positive, aggressive search culture into your organization and, and why, you know, here's the argument that you can make of why you need to do this and where we're winning versus where we're losing. And, you know, so whatever it is we're doing, you know, it, it always centers around that whole, we want to give you the tools, you know, cause we, we're, we've been there and hell, we're still fighting some of those battles, right? Yeah. We want to give you the tools that wherever you're at currently in your organization and wherever your frustrations are, that you can at least go back with something and start laying that groundwork and that foundation to start changing it. Right. Like enhancing what's already there for the better and, and just kind of do that. So um, yeah, that's, that's really how it caught caught on. It was, I think completely by accident, born out of a lot of frustration and passion and, um, you know, people just latched onto that and, and they, they liked it. And, and we've been pretty fortunate. Like we get emails and, and uh, messages from people all the time. Like, Hey, I took your class. I did this thing and I had a rescue out of fire. Um, so thank you. And man, that's, that's better than any amount of money in my opinion is knowing that somebody was able to take um, what they learned back with them in a relatively short amount of time, use it on the fire ground and have a significantly like different outcome than maybe what they would have had beforehand. So uh, that just kind of brings it full circle for me anyway, of like, this is, this is why we do this. Right. Well, I, and I think too, I mean, Melissa is a commissioner, so she's approving people to go to your class. Right. Um, and she, I'm sure after this, she's going to like book you guys to come up here, but uh, you know, um, but no, in, in all seriousness, like what I love about your classes and you just hit on it is like you, you teach a skill, you you teach a class, but you're also giving the students the 
ability to build the culture of that class back at their home department because how many times and I, I i get it all the time right like i think it's always funny people are like oh you're you're you know rob from national fire radio you get to do all this stuff and i'm like no no no, i have the same struggle in fact i think it's 10 times yeah. as worse than what you're yeah. doing coming home from this conference because it's all the time for me so like right to give somebody those skills to bring it back and build the culture up is huge because we always want people to come back and be like, oh, hey, Sean, you just went to this, you know, you just went to yeah. FDIC or you went to Firehouse Expo or, or Pablo, you were, you know, you were at um, Water on the Fire. Tell, tell me, tell me about what happened. But that doesn't actually happen in our firehouses. Right. And then when people no, are like, no. oh, hey, I, I learned something from this class to be like, Kurt, who? Yeah. You know what, kid? Like, <laughs> No, yeah. I don't get Ray, Ray what Ray, no McCormick's are the spices in the cabinet shut up kid yeah. and like yeah, yeah. and I'm just like what are you talking about like come yeah. on like you know so like that's 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 we good all, that you have that we all have that same struggle we all have the same struggle and it's funny and, and real quick for I'm sure Melissa's chomping at the bits to, to to get in there but real quick just just to hop on what Sean just said about like and what you're talking about instilling a culture and sometimes it, it you know it's even more important just to just to uh talk to them about how to implement certain things and stuff like that legitimately if you think about like the name build your culture in itself and sean alerted alluded to it earlier like uh before we got together i was hashtagging that on my personal instagram page um build your own culture build your own culture essentially what i was trying to hashtag with that uh meaning of build your own culture was not everybody comes from a, you know, an, an insert department, whatever comes to mind right here, but not everybody comes from a 200 year old fire department that goes back to the fucking days of wagons and, and horses, you know? So when you're, when you're working in an apartment, in a department, big or small, uh, that really, you know, dates back to 1970, 1975, you know, 1978, that type of stuff. There's, a, there's, you know, essentially in the year 2021, you might be reaching your first round of full-blown retirements, maybe maybe your second round of retirements, like you don't have that type of culture behind you to, to come back and say, hey, I talked to uh, so-and-so from, from New York City and in New York City, they you know they have an assignment board that says chauffeur and this and that, they're gonna be like, what the, shut the fuck up. I, I, uh, I know who comes in in the morning and drives. Why do I need an assignment board? Stuff like that. So um, it, it literally was, the build your own culture stuff, which eventually obviously evolves uh, to, to build your culture, literally is just a way and a way of how to build your culture, how it, it, within our within our realm of, of what we do um, and stay within within your wheelhouse, but still keep that tra those traditions of those of those big city uh, brothers. Uh, yeah. th that you know date back 200 years and you can still bring those traditions into your own firehouse not necessarily uh not necessarily try to copy anything but be original but at the same time bring bring the traditions that keep our keep our our profession alive and beautiful and uh that's literally where the build your own culture comes into play so when we when we whether we teach a class whether we search and rescue whether it be uh whether it be the build your, literally the build your culture class the build your culture class is sean and i literally He's a tailboard fireman. I'm a tailboard fireman. We're not promoted officers. It's literally two tailboard firemen talking about how to keep the culture alive within a firehouse by the tailboard firemen. You know, like it, it's it's our little twist on uh, it's our modern twist 
tailboard version of pride and ownership of fully involved you know it's our twist mm-hmm. on it build your, own, build your culture from the tailboard standpoint and uh how to keep that 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 drive alive really so it's, it's a beautiful thing no 100 and it, i the you know i I think we've all been in a situation where the culture may not have been the most positive for us. So like one, one of the benefits of, 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 you know, just experiencing you guys in the, in the first place is being like getting that shot of adrenaline to like kind of boost you back into the fire service. And then it's like sharing, sharing the tips, tricks and hacks of how to get this culture game going. Because I, and I think Pablo, I remember you telling me that like when you first started out, like, and I believe it was you, well, both you and Sean worked in the same place. So like there was like, there was a lack of culture and just how much that affected the job. And we hear that with, with the podcast and the platform, we hear people who are starting in these new fire departments and they're literally building sterilized firehouses. Yeah. And you know, it, like you, you wouldn't tell from looking at the kitchen, if you worked for the fire department or you worked for Lockheed Martin, you know, and it was yeah. a cafeteria or something like that, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And that's, it's such a huge, huge thing. Like, uh, when you walk into a firehouse, you need to have, it always weirds me out to see a, a, an office building. It's not an office building as a fucking firehouse, but some pictures up. And I, by the way, I'm really anal about how to take pictures. I'm not one of these weirdos that fucking take pictures in front of people's houses that are burning down or someone's car is fucking mangled that died. Be, be very professional, be very discreet about it. Take some discreet pictures and take some professional pictures. Those pictures go back to your firehouse walls. They don't go on social media, they don't go on Facebook, they don't go on all this nonsense. If someone is literally recording it, let me rephrase that. If someone is recording it, someone is, is there as a media, as I know, uh, and I don't know, I think it's a term of endearment. You guys sit in the Northeast, call it a, a buff. If someone's there buffing your scene, stuff like that, hey, I get it. That is that is a different thing as opposed to me fucking taking a selfie in front, in front of someone's mangled car, you know, plus that buff. From what I've seen across the, the, the country, most buffs have are very respectful, very professional of how they post their stuff. But I am huge on, on, on getting those pictures and put them up on a, on, on, a, on a firehouse wall. That builds tradition that literally will last for years. And not only that, not only does it build tradition from, from the standpoint of the guys and, and the girls that are sitting at the firehouse, but the guys and the girls that now are coming into the firehouse. So at, my old, at one of my old uh, houses, you know, it was a little bit of a blank space. So I put a bunch, I put a bunch of me and the, me and the crew, I don't want to say myself, me and the crew put a bunch of pictures up. Uh, uh, actually, Sean and I's old house. We put a bunch of pictures up. It, 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 was, it was received well, whatever. It, it was good. It, it was good. A few months ago, uh, uh, the president of the uh, Pasco Fools, a guy by the name of Steve Agle, he's good, good, good man. He's the president of, of, of Pasco Fools down there. Man, he's, he sends me a, uh, a, a, a picture and it was a beautiful picture. He says, it was a, it was a probia had walked in, you know, like it was a sign new to the firehouse and he walked in and the picture of, uh, it was Steve from the, from the dinner table, basically taking a picture of, of the probie, looking up at all the pictures. That right there is the foundation builder. I know it sounds weird to say like, well, let, let, let me rephrase that. The training division and all that stuff, that's all your foundation building. But I'm talking about that first day, just walking in, you know, like even before he introduces himself, because hopefully he's there like an hour or so before even any of his shift arrives. But after he introduces himself to the other shift, stuff like that, gets all his stuff done, man, you got, now you got your probe, you're just looking at the walls saying, man, this fucking house goes to work or something along those lines. That's that foundation builder. Everything, everything we do in the fire service has to have a foundation building. Your fire department, if your training division sucks, 
your foundation sucks. I'm going to tell you this right now. So my name is Paul Legendre. I'm telling you, if your training division sucks, your fucking foundation <laughs> sucks. That is straight up. I'm, I'll, I will die on that molehill fucking seven ways from Sunday. Your training division is the backbone of your entire department because that is the first the first people that the, that, the, that, the, that the new recruit sees is the training division. Who do they see first? They go to fucking HR and all that shit, and they, they, they do paperwork, and they sign their life away, and they high-risk this and high-risk that. This is your benefits, and this is your retirement, all that shit. They're tired of fucking signing paperwork, and then they go, and the first thing they, they, they see at their training division is some dude that can't throw a ladder. Or some dude, or or the training division is kind of shitty, and they and they don't even know what to do with them, and they tell them they start telling them to pluck weeds or some shit. Then I'm telling you right now, show me a training division that lets their probies how to fucking pluck weeds, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna show you a training, I'm gonna show you a fire department that sucks. That's pretty yeah, good. Put that into t-shirts. Yeah, no, that's that's gonna be the next build your culture t-shirt. <laughs> that's right. On that. <laughs> yeah no we had so many of those conversations too pablo and i like talking about it and it's just like man it's just you look and the worst thing i think a training department can do for their fire department is just repeat fire academy right yep. like what are, what are you doing like these kids already know how to get themselves hurt and you possibly killed like they already learned that for the past six months why don't we teach them like real world things, like things that are actually going to matter, like how to move hose properly, you know, and mm -hmm. you know, how to, how to search correctly, not holding on to somebody and, you know, spread out. And, you know, and we, gosh, man, how many times we have that conversation, Pablo, it was like almost daily. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, well, we have to make this better. This has to be better. And not, not just, I'm not singling out one department or another. I mean, we're no, no, a bunch of departments. We would, we would literally sit there and watch like Facebook videos or, or somebody would send us something and we would just be like, Oh my God, this is happening all over the country. And it, it's not these, these new people coming in It's not their fault. They don't know any better. They're just doing what they, they're told to do and, and what they're shown. But for the people who are supposed to be these seasoned veterans and in charge of training, you have failed like miserably. And that's what we set out to change. I think that was our driving force to be like, we've got to change this. And, and if we can only change this within the four walls of our firehouse, then it's a start, you know, and, and hopefully it'll branch out from there. And, you know, that, that was kind of the premise behind a lot of our motivation, I think. Yeah. Is there, um, is there a moment in, since you guys have been doing this together, like that you can say, like Pablo, what are you most proud of? Like what was been the most impactful thing for you in this revolution of bringing up the, of building, building your culture? Absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> being respected for the firemen that, that we are, that I am personally. And what I mean by that is too many people uh, think that to have a seat at the table, you have to work for the New York City Fire Department. Chicago Fire Department, LA County, Miami-Dade County, Orlando, whatever. These big boy names that are ex extremely, extremely respected that I hold to a high degree. I might by no means am I saying that. But I always thought to myself, some of the best firemen uh, you ever, you ever, that you never heard of. And this is a, this is a, a saying by a, by a good friend of ours that it's on, on our, on our cadre, uh, Lieutenant Tony Gillen. Uh, from the Marion County Fire Department. He's on the Belgian Culture cadre. Um, and 
Tony always said some of the best firemen that you've never heard of are sitting right here. And that holds true to whatever department you're at. And uh, so what am I most proud of as far as like our accomplishments within the fire service? So what am I most proud of my accomplishment is I believe that I have earned uh, a, a seat at the table um, with some of the some of the respected guys across the country, not trying to be something I'm not. Um, when I uh, when I and I say I have this conversation with Sean all the time and stuff like that. The day that I start, uh, so I teach truck company operations, and I, when I say I teach, I, I regurgitate uh, field-based experiences, uh, field-based failures, and field-based experiences. That's what I'm like. That's what I, I like to re re regurgitate. I, I, I cannot stand that word teach. It's kind of weird, but. When, when we talk about our stuff, when I talk about truck company operations, I talk about suburban truck company skills. It is literally, that is what I'm talking about. Suburban truck company skills. I am not teaching a tactics class. I'm teaching a skills class, how to throw ladders, how to force doors, how to, how to, uh, how to take the, 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 how to climb a ladder with tools, et cetera, et cetera. You know, like search and rescue. Uh, how to bring uh, a, a, a person down a, 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 a 20, a ground ladder, you know, like a live person. I'm not talking about a fucking mannequin and all that shit. Um, so I teach, I teach skills. I don't teach tactics. Um, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, uh, better men in my, in my opinion, to teach tactics than me. I teach skills. Um, also, another thing is I said it, I said it at the beginning of that phrase, suburban truck tactics. The day I start teaching you how to fucking, you know, attack, you know, brownstones and, and, you know, take roofs and take bulkhead doors and all that shit is the day you should, you should look me up on the air and be like, you works for where? And then fucking walk out of my class and be like, this guy's full of shit, you know, like, and, and we got a lot of guys across the country that, 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 that hover on that line of like, man, why are you teaching this? Like, damn, dude, you don't, you don't necessarily go into basements or you don't go up down, up and down and you don't, you know, that type of stuff. So it's kind of weird to me, like, guys teaching stuff that 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 is out of their lane um you know but i uh, that's what i'm that's what i'm proud of i i've i've earned a a seat at the table where i'm at um in the in the realm of like just whenever i travel or whatever um because of staying true to myself and staying true to to where i work my bread and butter is suburban uh to rural environments um i fight uh single story block construction homes uh double wide mobile homes I, I fight single wide mobile homes. I can't tell you how to fucking, I'm not gonna, I, I could, obviously I know how to cut standpipes and all that stuff. We have hotels in, in my first due, I, I get it. But for the sake of this conversation, I'm not gonna teach you a fucking class or I'm not gonna tell you how to catch a standpipe and standpipe evolutions, but I can tell you how to stretch down a, a you know, 150 to 200 foot uh, driveway and how to extend the line and how do we use, how we use the, 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 NWA, the excuse me, the FDNY pack or the Gus impact to extend the line, a trunk line into an, uh, into uh, into a long driveway, you know. So it's like I, I stay in my lane. I enjoy staying in my lane. I I I want to perfect the craft, which is a, an ever impossible task. I want to perfect the craft of staying in my lane, um, and I'm proud of being able to sit at the table, uh, not pretending to be something I ain't. That's awesome. That yeah, no, and I, I I like that you hit on the suburban and the rural aspect of it because Jeremy and I have this conversation where we're like, like like you hear all the big names, but like there's people out there who like that is America. Absolutely, like, America is not a brownstone. It is not a, a, an oval tenement, and it's not a, a you know a hundred story high rise. It is 
you know, like when you say it's a single and double wide trailer or, a, you know, a block construction or a single family home, like that is what Absolutely. the most of us have to go to. So I, I, I dig it. Sean, Sean, what about you? Like what, what, what's been that moment where you're just like, yeah, I didn't think this would happen. And do not say be on national fire radio or I'll get on a plane <laughs> in Michigan and come punch you. No, <laughs> no um, I mean, I, I echo a lot of, of what um, Pablo said, you know, I, there's a lot of people out there that, that, that want to do this, that, this stuff or, or whatever uh, for the attention for, you know, whatever stigma comes with that, you know, like almost like a fire service celebrity, which I, I'll never understand that. I, I don't, we're all people, right? We all go to fires. We all put our pants on the same way. We're, we're, we're firefighters at the end of the day. Um, you know, just for whatever reason, the message you have has, has caught on and, and people like to hear it. Um, so I think the most proud moment you know, like, like Pablo said, is it just being yourself and being real and, and, you know, not trying to pretend. Um, but here's, here's the moment for me. Uh, it was actually at, at the lake and, and Pablo was there to witness this, uh, you know, captain Mike Dugan retired FDNY. He's, he's given the keynote. Right. And, you know, I'm like, Oh, that's, that's awesome. You know? So we talked to him here and there and, uh, I, I just, submitted a article to fire engineering you know i was in the process of getting published and everything and i said hey well i have you here i'd like you to read it you know and let me know your honest thoughts and pablo and i are sitting at the table having breakfast and uh here comes captain dugan he sits down and the waitress is like <laughs> what can i get you and he goes nothing i'm just having some coffee with some friends you know and he sat down he looked at me he goes i read your article last night i think it's really really great like keep doing keep doing good work kid. And I just remember like, man, I early in the fire service, I'm reading this guy's stuff, you know? And, and like, I would just like, here's one of the guys that I looked up to in the fire service, you know, who I consider, you know, a positive influence who has worked for the largest fire department, you know, in the world. And he's sharing coffee with me. He liked my article, which was all organic, you know? And um, it was just a really, really cool moment. Like, I'll remember that. Like I, I told Paulo afterwards, I'm like, that is fucking crazy. Like I would never thought in my wildest dreams, I'd be sitting here having coffee with captain Mike Dugan, let alone him giving me kudos for an article. And, you know, it's, it's funny because he has since now become, you know, a, a kind of like a friend to me, uh, as well as a mentor. And, uh, you know, I've been on their, their podcast a couple of times, just talking and, Man, the wealth of knowledge that that he has, it, I mean, that's <laughs> that's something that you can't replicate. You know, I mean, that that is true experience, true knowledge, and you know, just to be sitting at the table with a fire service legend, in my opinion, like that, having a normal conversation and and realizing, like, hey, okay, I'm on the right path here. You know, love it, hate it, whatever. Um, I'm having this opportunity in my career to probably sit and talk to people that I never would be able to elsewise you know um and it's just a normal conversation right there there's no kiss ass and going on or any of that stuff it's just two firefighters just sitting and, and, and talking like normal people and you look back at all those experiences you know when you travel the country and you meet all these people and you're just like man I, i'm incredibly fortunate to be in the spot that i'm in um to just have them at my disposal pick their brains and, and just you know learn from them too in this very private setting you know that uh anywhere else, you know, they'd have 50, 60, 70 people, you know, waiting in line, like, Hey, I gotta ask this guy a question, you know, and 
it was just a really, really cool experience. And, and I'll always remember that one probably, gosh, forever, really, you know, it just, <laughs> I even, I talked to, uh, I talked to my daughters the other day, we were watching this like nine 11 special. And I was like, Hey, you see that guy, daddy knows that guy, you know, like, and I'm telling them the story and uh, they're like, Whoa, that's so cool. So to even see my daughters, like be able to be a part of that and say, yeah, you know, like, this is what he told me and blah, blah, blah. Like you're just passing that on, you know, and that's just irreplaceable. That's cool. I think there's, I, you know, Jeremy and I had a conversation the other day, we had to discuss some, some stuff. And, you know, I, I said to him, I said, listen, man, like the whole, the whole thing with National Fire Radio, I have a tremendous amount of gratitude towards this. Like, I've, I know people that I have no business knowing. I mean, I know you guys, you know, like, you know, Melissa puts up with me because I'm, you know, her kid's lieutenant, but like, you know, and, 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 I mean, like, it's one of these things where, uh, like, and, and actually that day, it's funny you bring up, you know, Captain Dugan, because I said that, it's like, Jeremy, like, never in the world did I think I'd have that guy's number. And I said, I'm going to leave this meeting today. And I'm going to call him and wish him a happy birthday, because I've gotten to know him. Right. And that's like, and it's nuts. So like, it's, it's a lot of gratitude. Like, that's, you know, of, of really what you guys have accomplished, you know, and FYI, this is not a paid advertisement, but for those of you who are interested in attending Revolutionary Fire Tactics at the Lake, uh, like this is the conference Sean and, and Pablo are referring to here, you do have that personal skills to uh, be able to talk to the instructors one-on-one -on -one without that line of uh, 100 people trying to be like, oh, hey man, hey man, can you, can, what, 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 what Halligan bar do you like to use? Like, pretty cool. <laughs> can I get your picture, please? Yeah. 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 So that, that's awesome. So Melissa, what do you, do you I, I, I feel like I, what do you got? I, I'm just listening to the two of you and I am so extremely impressed with your enthusiasm, your passion for what you bring to the fire service and that you're both change agents. You saw a need and, and you went forward with it and you're I truly am humbled to be sitting here listening to the both of you and you're filling oh, no. me with enthusiasm. Um, and I just, you're amazing. The both of you are what you're accomplishing. The culture in the firehouse is huge. And like Pablo, like you said, the pictures on the wall, um, a fellow commissioner, I just sat down, we built a new classroom for our, for our members. And that is the one thing we're getting ready this week. I, I took photos and we had them all blown up and put into frames because when they come in, that's something when they sit down at the table and they're eating, they're looking up at the wall and they're seeing all these pictures, right? And then you're Absolutely. gonna ask, yeah, what was that fire? Mm -hmm. What happened there? What mm -hmm. tactics did you use at that fire? Well, the, you know, the roof, the fire is going over there. How did you handle that? You know, who came in, which mutual aid companies came to that fire? And they talk. Um, and so, you know, a little different than the career where I have the volunteers, you know, I have the guys, we do a Friday, one Friday a month where we do the um, oldies come in and we feed them lunch. And yeah. the stories they tell are just, oh, it's incredible. It really is. Cause you're talking, I have some guys who 70 years of active service at this point, they've been in there forever, you know, 60, yeah. 70 years and they sit there and they just love to talk about it back in the day. Right? <laughs> it sets the um, tone. Now you don't have to think of now they don't have to say back in the day, they can just look at the walls. It's it it, right. it sets the tones. And I love analogies. I speak analogies for days, but like there's no difference in in, in, in a firehouse wall that is or that is filled with 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 pictures and stuff like that 
then like you know you showing up to pt you show up melissa you know you you get hired in in an ex-fire department you show up to pt the first day the first day the pt instructor that is there is let's just say someone that physically doesn't look the part of a PT instructor, you're going to be like, all right, whatever. You know, it is what you'll, you'll literally be like, whatever. Be and why should I do it if you're not going to do it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, oh, we're, we're going to go for a mile run. Okay, right. we'll be right back. After sure. a mile, you know, but then, I'll see you in 45 minutes. Exactly. But then, you know, first day, you know, you, you, first day shenanigans is over. And then, hey, class, you know, like this is a so-and-so training instructor. He's going to be leading your PT. And the dude looks like, you know, fucking David Goggins or Jocko or some shit. The class shits their pants where they're standing. They're like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. This is going to be the worst two hours of my life. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. It sets the tone. So it's the same thing. Somebody walks into an office building and they're like, oh, okay, whatever. It's an office building. Someone walks into a firehouse and it sets the tone. You're like, right off the bat, you're like, I got to go check off the rig, like, in a good way because we're going to catch a fire any, any, any minute now. It just sets the tone. Yeah. Sets the tone. I'm getting ready to, um, in, three weeks when we have a new shift of officers that, that are coming in. I'm setting up a, a, you know, American flag backdrop and I'm going to be doing photographs of all the officers and we're going to hang them up this year. This is the first awesome. time we've ever done that. That's all awesome. All the way down. I have the yeah. chiefs up, but I don't have everybody else up. And I said, let's just do it this year. Let's make safe space, put them up there. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, called no, building your own culture. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that because I, I'll tell you, personal experience um when i got hired with my fire department now i, I went in and uh after my interview i just kind of walked around the firehouse and it's the only firehouse in our city that still has a pole which is awesome right <laughs> and um yes it works because i use it all the time i, I drive people crazy <laughs> if i'm upstairs i'm gonna go downstairs i'll take the pole you know but <laughs> so great. i love taking pictures of those firehouses yeah. with the poles. i'm like oh you got a working pole yeah, well, I mean, there's so much like history there, right? There's like, so much history, it's, right? It's yeah. insane. And when you walk into the front like area of our firehouse, there's pictures. Our our fire department was was established in like the 1860s, towards the tail end of like the Civil War, right? And uh, so it's been around a while. And you've got pictures all the way through, like all of these years, just all over the firehouse. You know, pictures of like old old fires that like they've been on, you know, and, and stuff. There's just so much history that was captured. And people are like, Sean, why don't you like to go down to, you know, station two? I'm like, it's not that I don't like to go down there. I love being here. Cause this is a fucking firehouse. Like there's so much cool shit here. Right. And that's the one that all the kids come into and they want the tour and all that stuff. And it just, it makes you very, very proud to be there. You know, so kudos to you for for starting that tradition, you know, that people can walk in and, you know, as that goes on, they're going to look back at that and be like, oh, you remember this year? That was so awesome. Like all this stuff happened and this guy's not here anymore, but we hired this dude and they're just all these stories, right? It just, it's a truly an amazing thing. And it's something so small, you know, that, that small thing right there, like triggers all of it, you know, and man, you just, you just cannot, I don't care. There's no amount of money. There's no benefit. There's there's nothing that replaces that feeling of attachment that you have to that. I agree. I'm, you know, I, I think it's too. It's funny, like uh, when you when you said that you worked in the firehouse of the pole. Um, one of the things I always think about is, like in Hyattsville, you know, the poles that are that are there. Like I think how many other members 
have slid down this and go into a fire you know how many how many people and like Hyattsville's you know we have a line of duty like Alan Sunday like you know back in the 80s that guy didn't come back and he took that pole you know that morning like, yeah. so it's those those kind of things just run through my head and then like we go back to that conversation about the sterile firehouse and I just I feel for those guys so bad because uh I think it was like it was in Gareth Juvie is this guy he's been following us since we started shout out to Gareth and when we started and we started talking about culture he was like he was in a sterile fire department like you legit think and it's no disrespect to them they grew so fast that they just looked at an insta manual and they're like all right this is how we have to do it so here you go and they started like really building their culture up but it was these small things that started and it you know all of a sudden it grew into this giant snowball going down the mountain and it couldn't be stopped so it's good stuff. Yeah, good oh, yeah. stuff. Let, let take, send some pictures down range. I want to see what you what you what you have in plan. What you have what you have in store. Excuse me. Got thousands and thousands of photos. Awesome. It's, it's nice. I'm allowed to go allowed. I have permission from all the chiefs in in the county to go to any structure fire, which is great. But I it also gives me a very interesting and distinct point of view of looking at the training situation that occurs in different. <laughs> districts right, right. Uh, so when you were saying that i was like yes you can tell who trades and who doesn't and um you know in, the, in those companies i have to be very discreet as to whose photos i can put up on social media <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can. So, yeah. um you know there's well i think I, it, very it, diligent it, about that so. I, I love that you bring that point up because like i don't think that uh we really as a service realize the impact that has right like you're there taking pictures and, and yeah, you have some attachment to the fire department, but let's say you didn't, I don't right. care if you know what firefighters do or what they don't do. You will always pick out the people who don't know their job, right? You're oh, yeah. always, that, that's going to be yeah. evident. And <laughs> what are these doing? guys doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, it's like oh, you really? said, like, yeah. Oh, you're doing the right. fire hose with the active flames with no gloves. I know. <laughs> in your teeth, right? That's yeah. exactly. And it's like, Hey, why didn't you put those pictures up? And you're like, how do I say this? Um, well, it's kind of fucking I embarrassing. Don't want OSHA to come visit you and Tash, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. That's I, I tell everybody that like, hey, when somebody's there taking a picture of you or they're taking a video, like, and you see it, are you going to be proud of that? Or are you going to wish that thing goes right. away? Because now right. there's proof that this happens. Like you can deny all you want, but once that video <laughs> or that picture services, game over, right? So, <laughs> yeah. hey, it, that's real. That's reality. You know what, you know what that exposes and, you know, it's a, a fucking just leads us into a wormhole of shit that Sean and I talk about all the time. You know, that exposes is that there is, and so for everybody out there, once again, I'll piss off some people. There's different levels of talent to this shit. No matter what you do in life, there's different levels of talent. Um, it doesn't matter literally from a, from, from a, from a McDonald's employee, burger flipper to all the way to a fucking astronaut. There's to a doctor. There's I'm sure there's doctors that suck. Uh, and I'm sure if you go sit like I, I always joke around with the astronaut thing. I'm sure if you go sit at fucking NASA Space Kennedy here in Florida and go shoot the shit with a couple astronauts, one of them's gonna look at you and be like, "Hey, you know that dude Rob? That uh, you're gonna go to space with that guy? That guy's an idiot." You know, like there's different Legit. levels. <laughs> yeah, there's different levels of talent to everything that we do, and for whatever reason, in the fire service. We want to we want to blanket it that we're all the same because we went to fire academy. We, we 
we got out of orientation together and we were the same fucking t-shirt and all that shit. The state of Florida says that you gotta you gotta have a driver's license, a valid driver's license to get hired in the state of Florida. During EVOC Day, during EVOC Day in the state the state of Florida, since you have a state of valid driver's license for the state of Florida, that means that we basically are equal, right? We drive the same because we we both have a, a valid driver's license. During EVOC Day, that 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 is gonna tell you how much of a fucking lie that is. Because someone's gonna get in a truck and run, run over like six or seven cones while some other dude is gonna get in a truck whether it be a freaking tiller, whether it be a platform, whether it be an ambulance, and they're just going to wheel that thing like if it was a Honda Civic. There are different levels of talent to throwing ladders, to, to, to running an EMS call, to, 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 to whatever the hell it is, there's different levels of talent to, to what we do. And for whatever reason, we want to have a blanket statement that everybody's the same and pictures and videos fucking proves otherwise. Amen. I love it. That's my favorite conversation we have ever. Because it's so true. It's so true. I could just do like, I could go to one of these conferences, the FDIC conference, and just do a slideshow of what not to do on a fire <laughs> Well, that was going to be my suggestion. It was going to be like, Melissa, you should really hook up with uh, Sean and Pablo with some photos and they can like really be like, all right, so are we building culture here? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I've got Perfect. Yeah. Good. Then I'm going to need your email and we're going to get this done. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about um, build your culture and the, and the classes that you guys have, because like, I remember the one when I talked to Sean about this, I was like, Oh yeah. Like the build your culture is like, Hey, we do other classes. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, I know. I was like, I don't know right off the top of my head, but like there's other stuff that you're, you guys are doing. Like your searchful versus survivable, right? Yep. And what else? Like start. Oh man. Uh, well, we have a new one that we're doing now. Um, kind of came about from uh, the last article that that we had published in uh, Firehouse uh, about SCBA competence. Uh, so we're doing. Uh, we have an air air class or air pack class on. You know, just pretty much like, hey, this is your lifeline, right? Like you need to know this yeah. shit and and how to breathe and, and do all these things. And, you know, one of the things that we found is um, in fire Academy, you do a lot of drills, right? Whether it be bunker gear drills or air pack drills or, or whatever. And then once you get out of that, like the, the time requirements kind of disappear, especially on the air pack side of things. Um, you know, people turn it on, they, they hear all the bells and whistles, they bleed out the air, they turn it off and they call it good, but it's not really good, you know? Um, so we do a class on that. Uh, we do mentoring mindset type class. Uh, Pablo's got his, was it four days, Pablo, four day truck company class uh, that you do. I actually um, have a truck company class, a, a, a truck company skills class uh, that we put on to, or that I put on you. Yeah. yeah. So we do that. Um, you know, we've recently partnered with uh, a couple other people, Mitch from Firemall tools and, and stuff. So he does, he now offers his uh, tool science class through us. Uh, which is pretty much like it's a force one tree class. But before we start doing force one tree, like you're going to get the premise of like where all of our tools came from and, and why they're designed the way they are and how they truly work and things like that. So we're always adding stuff to, to it, but uh, the two biggest ones that we do um, that seems to be, you know, the ones that are wanted the most is the, the culture class and, and the search class. Yeah. I've Absolutely. And just to add on that, you know, like just 
<clears throat> and Sean hit it earlier uh, at the beginning of this. He touched about like that we 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 do our own things. We always keep we always keep the builder culture in the middle because it's what it's what uh, you know we started together. It's our baby. Literally, it's just kind of like something that has grown. Uh, but you know, Sean, I know that Sean does uh, a lot of classes with uh, Task Force One. Uh, it's a hell of a that's a hell of a company out there, you know, and uh, you know, so you'll see his name out there a lot with um, with a lot of online classes or a lot of uh, uh, BES classes and stuff like that. I know he does a lot of work with them. Um, I do a lot of work with uh, National Rescue Consultants down here in the in the state of Florida, um, and um, a lot of the, the truck company operations class uh, that that I that I put on down here. It's uh, through the National Rescue Consultants, but at the end of the day, you know, it's still like it's still. Pablo from Build Your Culture is still, you know, when Sean teaches, you know, for Task Force One, it's still Sean from Build Your Culture. You know, it's, uh, uh, we are, we, I know I can speak for him on this one because we've talked about this. We're both uh, incredibly humbled that uh, uh, two very reputable companies, companies that are, that are highly respected, that have a cadre of people that are uh, a who's who of the fire service um, has has allowed us to come in and share our passions, you know, um, Sean specifically out there in the Midwest and me down here in the state of Florida. So uh, we're, we're, we're all over the place, but in a good way. I mean that, I mean that in a very good, in a very good way. We're all over the place with, with different classes that, that you might uh, see Sean dropping in, whether it be a business approach class or a task force class or myself with NRC and, uh, or build your culture, but uh, humbled beyond belief by the opportunities that are allowed to us by guys that, um fuck dude i still to this day think that are much better than i am anyway so 100 that's that's awesome um i wanted to come back to this scba competence class because yeah, i'm with you i would i wrote that down yep <laughs> so like one of the and, and i don't know where melissa's coming from on this one but like my angle is like scba competence to me was for it was firefighter survival as a volunteer and then in the academy it was let me beat the piss out of you in a mass confidence class right. or a course rather not a class a mass confidence course and like we didn't get it i mean at the time i thought it was bad in hindsight some of the things that have happened in the past it was actually very mild but like nobody actually taught me anything like there were lessons I learned, but they weren't lessons that I learned because somebody said like, all right, so on this last evolution, this is what happened. It was you morons keep running out of air and you're going to die in real life. Right. And yeah. Mo Davis and I were talking about this at the Joey D Memorial uh, Training Foundation uh, training days in, in Long Island. And Mo was like, you know, I've never wanted to in a fire and a collapse. And I've had a couple of things happen to me. Want to go into a smaller space. I was always like, hey, I want to go into a bigger space. Like yeah. this building's on fire. Like this bigger space seems to be my friend. I like that. Right. Um, so like my question is like what without giving up all the you know the IT on the class, like what are you building on that? Because I think SCBA confidence is awesome and competence, but I don't ever see anybody fucking teaching it. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's kind of where it, it's it's funny like a lot of the stuff born out of frustration right we said we said that earlier and that's kind of where this came in is like man like pablo's witnessed this one of one of my things that i've done 
since day one is I put my air mask on, turn my bottle on, let it go through its check, turn it off. And I breathe that down. Right. And I'll let yeah. that mask suck to my face and I'll see how many yeah. breaths I can get like that because instinctively what we want to pull it off. Right. And, and I've taken a lot of classes much like you that they just didn't really do much. Like they weren't teaching me how to survive. Right. It was like, Oh, don't worry. Your low air alarms off. Keep going. You know, just keep going. It's like, hey, how about teaching me how to work better and longer on my cylinder before this alarm goes off so I don't find myself in a bad spot, right? And then uh, on the other side, it's like, all right, lay down, you're done. I'm like, wait a minute, (laughs) am I in danger, right? Like, I'm not in a good spot, but you're, you're practically telling me just to stay put. All right. So shouldn't I be like working on how to like self-rescue or like conserve air or, or things like this? Like, mm-hmm. aren't those important things? Like, what are those techniques that I need to know? And um, skip breathing was the biggest one that I always hated because everyone's like, oh, well, if you skip breathe, I'm like skip breathe does nothing for you. It All it does is make your heart rate increase, which makes you breathe faster, right? Because you're holding your damn breath. So like if the scuba di- your cardiac output and you're going to have all other issues too. Right. Exactly. And like the scuba diving community understands this, but we as firefighters who also use breathing apparatus do not like, it just didn't make any sense to me. So in the class, pretty much what we do is we start from, we're going to start from square one. Like, Hey, what do you know about your pack? Show me a good checkout. Like show me how to inspect it. Like everything's good. Like how do you inspect your mask and make sure that's good? Like, you know, because from the outside, everything might look okay, but you, you know, you still have to inspect your lens and make sure that that's intact and, you know, all of that. Then we're going to go through like, Hey, do you truly know like what your air readings are? Like when you're, when your pack chirps to you and, and does all these, do you know how much time you have? Like all these things. And we'll show you some breathing techniques to increase your cylinder and, and one of the ones that we use is the same thing that martial arts uses which is that nice like in through your mouth hum out breathing you know um it works for martial arts in in lots of uh, athletes who do long distance running and stuff like that they actually breathe through their nose right because it actually decreases your heart rate so just trying to teach you how like you can still work really hard and do things and, and maintain your your heart rate at a low uh, area while, while conserving air. And then we'll do a couple drills, you know, just for familiarity reasons, like, Hey, um, hot swap, hot bottle swap. You like put your pack together, you know, like what happens if you, you have a failure of your regulator, how are you going to fix that? Like all of these things that literally mean life to death for, for somebody, uh, we're going to put into practice over the course of four hours. Uh, so that hopefully when they're get done with that, they can be like, man, there's a lot that I didn't know about this air pack. And there's a lot that I was doing. I don't want to say wrong, but maybe there's stuff that I could be doing better. Right. Um, you know, everybody's frame is different, you know, a larger frame person versus a smaller frame person, they're going to be different. You know, they're going to use different types of, um, air consumption. So pretty much like bringing it all in and understanding how your body is going to react to the air supply that you have. How, how can you better conserve that? And then how can you go about when something goes wrong, making sure that you fix it appropriately instead of just sitting there waiting for somebody to come rescue? Come get you. 
it's, you've brought up so much everything that I've sat and thought on these scenes when I look at them and I, you know, I see the firefighters coming up first. You don't have to backtrack. I think even one more step further is their physical shape that they're in. Right. Right. Oh yeah. So, that's, and, huge. And that's, that's huge. huge. If they're not physically fit, they're sucking down an air pack in 10 minutes. Oh yeah. And I mean, Easy. sucking it down. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, and I'm like, you know, then they come out, they're like, you know, I can smell, I can't believe it went through this pack already. And I'm like, yeah, right. You're like, oh, I'm so shocked too. <laughs> right. that ever like, happened? Well, actually, that's ironic. All of this comes up. So last week, I don't know if, uh, if you guys follow my social media or not. I just got back uh, from Broward County down in, in Pembroke, Pembroke Pines Fire Department, to be, uh, to be exact, Broward County. Um, with National Rescue Consultants down there um, doing a firefighter survival class, uh, advanced rescue and firefighter survival uh, through NRC for uh, that department. That is a four-day class in which um, we encompass everything from, and it's, it's stuff, literally the stuff that, 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 that Sean was bringing up, literally encompass um, uh, everything uh, from how to deal with with maydays and 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 writ situations uh the, the if you if you guys have ever uh do a little bit of uh, google search or whatever and and, and search captain rob ramirez from from, from Pocono creek fire uh one of the better classes uh, as far as the mayday mindset you're ever ever going to 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 come across uh the man breaks down and this is this is a personal uh, by the way this is a, not a personal friend of sean and ours and excuse me sean and mine and uh, he we've we've been privileged and, and blessed to to be able to do work with him but like talk about his, his particular class the mayday mindset he 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 starts off the, the week with that and he goes over all kinds of, of data driven uh scenarios literally like not not fake numbers or not opinions or nothing just straight up uh uh facts from 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 the mayday projects and and all that type of stuff he goes over what happens with heart rates when 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 you get to a situation and you start getting into condition black, condition red, condition you know we try to operate in condition gray and all that type of stuff. He starts going over um, you know what happens when people try to rip off their gear, um, the training scars that happens when it, you know when 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 we do that all the time and we set ourselves up for failure. You know like uh, he literally and and uh, he literally talks about uh, in the class about the 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 algorithm as to like you have to have a personal algorithm. Um, uh, of how far you're going to go up to and including like, all right, well, I'm going to die next. This my algorithm next is literally like this. I hit every step like that I've hit, you know, what's next? Like, fuck, I got to do something because the next step is going to be fucking death. You know, like it's, it's, it's an incredible day one kickoff. And then after that, we go into literally uh, scenario, not scenarios, excuse me, but skill-based stuff, you know, like it's just what, what Sean was talking about there. We're literally going to skill-based stuff, how to take your impact on and off. Um, how to, you know, how to crawl through confined spaces, how to get through all that type of stuff, you know, then you literally will build on that. We'll go, we'll go on to, into, into writ situations, like how to, how to properly conduct a writ because nobody across the fucking nation conducts a writ uh, properly, you know, you know, uh, it's fucking ridiculous the way we, we conduct writ. We, we get two guys to stand outside the fucking yard shepherd. And, and and pretend like that's going to actually do some work you know when in reality numbers suggesting that 10 to 15 guys are going to be it needed to 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 actually run a red operation so we go over 
rent operations. Well, within rent operations, what do we, we what do we have to do? We have to understand how to work on our, 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 our low pressure and our high pressure emergencies, how to work your rip back. So we literally will break that shit down literally like to uh, to to a science of how to uh, how to break it down. One of the best rate classes in the country, and I I hate to even bypass right now uh, is a guy by the name of Basil Abraham down here in the state. Uh, well, for me, from for me down down in the city of Orlando, that guy's one bad day class. I've been privileged enough to 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 be able to 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 hop into his class and uh, and assist him in uh, not only take it but assist him in it. Uh, what a great class! And the same thing, you know, we 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 talk about. Uh, uh, and I, I just go back to these names because these are some of the best instructors in the country. I always want people to know them, you know, like, and a lot of the stuff comes from them too, but I've been privileged enough to, to work with them. Um, but in, in the class, we talk about rent operations and how to, and, and literally everything, breaking, breaking, breaking down what tools to carry, how to actually soften a building because uh, part of rent operations is softening a building truck work, you know, like uh, th everything from throwing ladders to to basic size up to 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 forcing doors, et cetera, et cetera. So day day two, we start going over truck company operations because that's part of rent. So we literally go go over all of that. It's a, it's a it's an impromptu truck class, many truck class that includes search and rescue, not only search for your down fireman, but search for your victim, and in, in which we encompass then build your cultures. Uh, search technique in which we we bring in the the data driven stuff that that that, that Sean has has accumulated through through his class and then we put that in there and then we go into drags and how to and how to drag people out both firemen and and civilian uh, then literally third third day we start we start doing more scenarios uh, more scenario stuff um, we start encompassing Nance drills Denver drills uh, live action. Everything, everything is going to be, everything is going to be live with, with live people, no dummies, uh, an actual, um, uh, command system, no bullshit fucking trying to go over the radio and be like, oh, no, no. Like you're going to have to talk to a, 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 a radio, which, you know, one of the instructors or someone will be outside on the radio and you are literally talking to a radio and then radio is coming back. So you start building that actual muscle memory of what it's like to talk on a radio and not just randomly to be like, Oh, I have to do it. No, you know, like no, we actually build that action. Um, and then in, and in any writ, and Mayday class, I think it's huge, huge, huge to encompass. Uh, just to hit on what you just said, Rob, about like, oh, I'm trying to get into a bigger space and stuff like that. Um, I agree with you 100%. Just to throw a little caveat in there, uh, we will throw scenarios out there at people where they're unrealistic as fuck. Let me say that again, unrealistic as fuck. Yeah. But we say that to them, though. We, we legitimately say that. Look, this is going to be a realistic scenario. And this is, you know, like this is a, a, a Mayday that can occur. Now, having said that, we'll do another scenario. Let's say on, on the fourth day or on the third day, whatever day we decide, we'll do a scenario in which we'll go up to the maze and make and give them a, a, a fucking scenario that is not realistic. But you have to preface it with saying this to the student. We can't replicate fire. We can't replicate you thinking you're going to die. That is, you can't replicate that. But we could replicate stress-induced tachycardia. When we replicate stress-induced tachycardia, that'll be the closest thing to that 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 under stress load of being yeah. under fire or thinking that you're gonna die as we're gonna get in the natural world without actually fucking lighting the building on fire and saying you're fucking dying. So when we do the when we do a, a maze that literally has no rhyme or reason to it, as long as you preface it to the student saying, listen, this is going to be how well you keep your frustrations under control. 
every mayday across the country from fucking training to actual maydays. The one thing that has in common is communications goes to shit. So during frustrations, communication goes to shit. So when we go, when we do those types of scenarios in which like, listen, this is unrealistic. You're going to go from a tight space to a tighter space, this and that. As long as you preface it to the student, be like, listen, we've done three days of real world stuff. Today is the last day. We're going to do some, uh, or whether it be the first day, it doesn't matter. We're going to do some, some frustration training. We're going to see, we're going to try to get that tachycardia induced heart rate up. We're going to see how well you can work with your partners under, under a stressful condition. Uh, we're going to throw some music on in the background, some, some, some maydays uh, from YouTube in the background. We're going to disorient you from understand. We're going to take your, your vision away and we're going to muffle your audio. So you're going to have, you're going to get down to your senses of just like trying to really hone your senses that really fucks people up. So it trains them on just how well you can control your frustrations throughout the, throughout that evolution. So uh, it's a, it's a, you know, I know Sean and I are on the same page with this when it comes to, um, uh, to, to the particular, the SCBA class, which is going to be basically a, 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 a small condensed. And I say small condensed watered down because we literally just don't have the, the, the days a, a fire conference is literally one day. So, uh, you know, like, well, three days where you're going to have, you know, one day of class. So you have right. a more condensed version of what I just came back with, with the national rescue consultants guys of a four day burner. Um, and that is a shameless plug. If anybody wants it, then I see problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, it, I, when you're talking about red stuff too, like the, I lived in the, rapid intervention team or as we say in the northeast because we're different from everybody else in the country uh our fast teams but like i lived in this like I, I called it the fast false reality that i was doing the right thing like you said like i was a yard shepherd i was out there like we weren't even throwing ladders and but we were there we were checking a box with the fast teams here cool we can proceed um and I took Rit under fire at Firehouse Expo in 2016, I think, 2016, 2017, when I got hired. And I remember they were like, hey, we're going to show you how to do this. And then we're going to light that building on fire and you're going to do it under live fire conditions. And being from New York, I was like, well, you can't do that. Like, that's against the law. <laughs> they're like, you're in Tennessee. So fucking figure out yourself. And I was like, all right. And I remember like there was a couple groups who were like, hey, we normally do this. And they were like, whatever these techniques that they learned off of YouTube. And the instructors were like, later on this afternoon, we're going to light that building on fire. And when the heat is on you, I want to see if you have the digital dexterity to actually complete that task. Absolutely. Because doing it out here in the parking lot looks really good. That's a whole but different ballgame. Just oh, yeah. wait. And a whole different, different ballgame, yep. And like, I was like, wow, like, this is crazy. So like, you know, the first couple evolutions, like it was out, like, and I remember I was like, wow, this building's, this building's warm. Like, all right, like they've got it going. And there was one point where we were doing something. I think we were doing, we took a down firefighter up the stairs across an apartment. They blew a hole through an apartment wall. So we went through that and then down the stairs and out. And I remember that, like, the heat was literally, like, I could feel that, like, you know how you get that blanket, like, it comes on your shoulders, and it starts coming down your arms. And I was like, 
I started to lose just the grip on the on the air pack. You know, like I, like I was having a hard time doing this, and I I remember I was like, like it, within seconds, this conversation in my mind happened. You're losing your digital dexterity and your gross motor skills. Stop being a bitch and calm down. <laughs> like, look at the air pack, grab the air pack, now pull the firefighter. And like at the end of it, I was like, <laughs> so I went to one of the instructors. I was like, hey, them guys from the left coast, how they make out with that little thing that they were going to do. He was like, it didn't work at all. <laughs> so... Hey. No, and it's funny because it's Sean, please jump into this right now. One of the things that uh, uh, that we have in common, and this class that literally we just did to the, any class that, that that Sean and I do, any class that he does across with with Task Force, doesn't that this talk about a shirt, a slogan for a shirt? Gimmicks don't live here. We yeah, I've literally had people tell me, hey, uh, you know, you're gonna you're gonna tie a hasty harness, or, or you're gonna do a, a a Swiss seat, or you're gonna do a, a two to one, and I'm like, you're gonna fucking structure fire, bro. I should don't. I mean, fuck out of here. No, like you, you, you have to. The equipment you got on. Uh, 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 I'm gonna steal this completely from Robert Ramirez. The oven mitts you have on, the the fucking the 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 conditions themselves are that are that are probably moderate at best. You know, if it's a real working fire, you know, moderate at best with, with visibility and stuff like that. It's like no, like. We enjoy teaching and regurgitating real-world experiences and dirty drags. Get down. How do you manipulate your body and, the, and the, 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 the victim's body, whether it be a civilian or a fireman? How do you manipulate their body to, to be able to fit your needs at that moment, which is my need is to get the fuck out of that particular area and whether to get outside the building or to go to a room to isolate myself? We talk about the, the tactics of isolation and we talk about the tactics of body manipulation. And yeah. you know, I, I, it is very rare for me to talk, you know, to, uh, during, and same thing with Sean, and, uh, I'll let him fucking get in here because I know he's, he's sitting there chomping at the bit because this is a passionate discussion for us. It's very rare when I bring out a fucking, a, a piece of webbing to tie and be like, oh, this is what, you fucking kidding me, bro? Like, yeah, dude, like it, Structure fires are no joke, man. Like you're actually in in one. No, you need to know how to manipulate someone's body. You need to know how to understand your gear. You need to understand how to manipulate your body onto someone else's body. Basic jujitsu one hundred and one, right there. I mean, this is straight up like gimmicks won't live here, brother. So um, I like that you said that. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'll piggyback on that because the thing is, like, you go to these training events and, and everyone's got their idea of what works and what doesn't, right? And and you'll quickly find out that, like, in a, maybe, like, a Connex box, you know, or the apparatus bay, that, that sounds like a great idea, and it probably works the very training well. center. Yeah, <laughs> the training environment. However, like, the fire ground, make no mistake about it, that's the greatest equalizer. Like, you're going to find out what works and what doesn't pretty fucking quick, you know, and you know, we've always tried to tell our students that like, listen, I'm not going to teach you all these cool little tricks because reality is when, when you're under fire and you're just trying to go and get the hell out of there, um, you might get a girth hitch at best using webbing. Right. And that's providing that you're able to pull that person by yourself with that. Right. So, 
you'll see these people like they always have like these cool carabiners and all these awesome setups and and i don't want to take anything away from them like kudos to you for ingenuity and things like that but like let's focus on the objective the objective is get in there get your assignment and get the fuck out right find them the fastest you can get them out the fastest you can period and there's data to support that like our searches whether it be for a victim or a firefighter um they have to be fast and so does our removals period right so you can accomplish a lot with with basic mechanical skills and you can't replace the the way that a true human body moves right so we don't use hose dummies or, or any of that stuff we're going to use real people you know and people look at us like we're crazy like how how can you guys do that well it's it's important it's important that you know what works and what doesn't trying this on a real person in real time right so we show them all kinds of drags and maneuvers and things like that not just for civilians but for firefighters it's like hey man the best thing you have to your advantage on a firefighter is their damn air pack right there's all kinds of places to grab so how do you make that work for you right and understanding like when to call for help early and and the thing is like just like anything else like oh well we're gonna package him and we're gonna wait like hey man sometimes that's time wasted package him the way you need to to move but you need to keep moving and like rob you brought up like fast well there's this awesome thing called a fast board which you can put a you could put a down fireman on in 100 30 seconds right like boom let's go and you know that's that's really what you got to get to like i understand that like not everybody's going to have that piece of equipment but you should still have the knowledge of how to do that right you know it, it, it's funny you mentioned that because we have the fast forward and like obviously we've, we've we've covered it with national fire radio we spoke with eric allen but how this has not become more of a mainstream thing in fire departments like thermal imagers right. have yeah like, i like and, and I'll leave it at that. Just but like it, it is that good of a device. Like Dude, it's, every, it's they were at Paris Island today. I think I saw it on Facebook. They were at Paris Island today with the Marine Corps, I believe. That's awesome. Yeah, but you know, like that's like I talk to Eric all the time. Him, him, and I are teaming up to do a couple of classes here real soon. And uh, you know, we're working on a another SCBA class together. You know, which I think is going to be awesome. But besides the point, um, when we have our conversations, it's exactly what we talk about. Like, hey, I don't really care what you do. Just get them the hell out and get them out quick, right? Yeah. And when you start looking at like all the gimmicks and tricks that are out there, you're just like, how does anybody buy into this? How do you think it's a great idea to sit there when you can't see and your heart rate's elevated and all these things? Like if anybody took the time to read the Project Mayday studies, which was like over 6,000 Maydays, they would see that a very small percentage of time, which is like 6.6% or something like that, that when there's a mayday, that the RIT team is actually the one activated that has to go get that person. Now, that's not to take anything away from them. Like, that is a legit rest, like RIT response, like or a fast team response right there, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to be quick and fast and get out. But the rest of the time, outside of that, self-rescue, rescue by another crew, um, you know, things like that. So realistically, outside of our basic firefighting, like our search and rescue, our, our, our uh, hose management and, you know, fire, uh, you know, tactics and things like that, we really, really need to be self-proficient at firefighter rescue. We have to, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's non-negotiable. 
Well, I don't want to stop our conference, but we've been going at it for about a, like an hour and 20 minutes. So like, and it just seems like we just started about five minutes ago. Um, really quick, like, so where, where can everybody find you guys? Go ahead, Pablo. Well, I'm on uh, Facebook. Um, me personally, I'm on Facebook. I, uh, I share it with my wife. Don't, uh, nobody make fun of me out there. Actually, go ahead, make fun of me. I'll give you make a couple Make fun of them. Make fun of them. I'll give you five seconds. All right, now that you guys are, are done with it, uh, uh, just uh, Pablo uh, Vanessa Jenner is on is, is my Facebook. Uh, Jenner spelled G E G E N E R, and just hit me up at any time. Um, aside from that, um, our uh, our Instagram is uh, Build Your Culture. Um, our Facebook is obviously uh, Build Your Culture. Um, you can hit me up also through uh, the NRC website, so uh, or Facebook pages, National Rescue Consultant. Um, so I got plenty of places to hit me up. You know, NRC websites, Build Your Culture Facebook, Build Your Culture Instagram, or my own personal one, Pablo Vanessa Jenner on Facebook. Duffy. Yeah, for for me, um, my personal email Duffy five five eight at gmail dot com. Um, you can get me there, and uh, you know, same thing build your culture page, um, on my personal Facebook page, anything like that. Um, so I used to give out my number. I don't anymore. Cause that got a little crazy. <laughs> so if you need something and you he want can't to get rid of me, so there's a reason why. <laughs> hey, that's all right. No, no. Uh, if you need something like you want to actually talk to me, um, just message me or email me. I'll give you my phone number and we'll, we'll have a chat and whatever. But, uh, yeah, those are the easiest ways to, to find me. I'm usually on the go. So uh, all that stuff goes to my phone. So I get it pretty quick. And you, do you guys have like, whether it be with uh, uh, National Rescue Consultants or Task Force One, do you guys have any classes or Build Your Culture? Do you guys have any classes coming up? Anything you want to plug? Oh, man, there's so many. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let Pablo plug what he's got first because mine goes all the way to October of next year. So, <laughs> yeah. Um... Yes, to Duffy, you're not giving us sponsorship. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, Bring it on. We have a um, NRC's got a a BES uh, class coming up in uh, Polk County, uh, but that's a that's a that's an in-house thing with Polk, with, with Polk out there. Um, I know we got the four. No, the no for other just passed. I got my train my own training divisions coming up here. Like, the next couple of months i'm literally booked nice. for new hires literally for the next two months and then after that i'm heading up with with sean um where do you want to go to missouri <laughs> i think it was <laughs> yeah yeah we'll go we'll go somewhere in missouri to do a uh, culture class funny thing is though that i won't even i won't even lie on, on on this one man i i i'm pretty blessed where the guys just kind of like let me i don't want to say tag along but they let me tag along but it's like sean literally books Stuff and he'll be like hey bro you want to go and i'm like fuck yeah or i can't uh so as far as like the next build your culture class is coming up sean's gonna be the the, the the next one the best one to tell us um i know that we're booked all the way down to the end of the year i know that much and as far as national rescue consultant uh like really on a serious note as far as nrc is concerned if anybody wants any types of national rescue consultant classes uh go to the uh, nrc website and le legitimately they have um all kinds of classes booked throughout the, the entire year from from rope rescue to confined space 
um, to trench rescue, any engine operations classes, any truck company operations classes, any of that type of stuff. Um, and Pablo, started, do, you, do you know the uh, website off the top of your head? Uh, you're gonna have to Google the uh, National Rescue Consultants. Okay. It'll, it'll just pop up right, right away. It should be it should be nationalrescueconsultants.com. They have an, uh, an Instagram page, uh, they have a Facebook page, and then uh, obviously the internet. But nationalrescueconsultants.com. Um, as far as any like search classes and stuff like that, uh, search and rescue classes um, through Village of Culture. Sean's got like I know he's booked through the end of the year to the point that I've actually had to deny a couple things. So go ahead, Sean. Yeah, uh, um, <laughs> so I'll make it, I'll try and make it brief. Um, December, rest of December, uh, we got some online classes um, for our brothers and sisters in Canada. We're doing two of those um, this month, uh, I believe the uh, 16th and the 19th. Um, that'll be the searchable versus survivable class. So I'll be able to put that link up on, uh, on my Facebook page and, and stuff like that. So if you're interested, you know, feel free to, to go ahead and, and look at it there. Um, as far as January goes, we got uh, another search class here um, in uh, Michigan, and then we got a couple of uh, lectures to do for the City of Ann Arbor Fire Department. Uh, moving on through the rest of the year, February, we got the Orlando Fire Conference. There you go, Orlando. That's what I was thinking about, Orlando Fire Conference in February. Yeah, yeah, Orlando Fire Conference, we'll be doing that. Um, our AirPack or our um, SCBA confidence class there. Um, March, we're looking at North Florida Fire Expo. We'll be up there. Uh, also be at the Lyft Fire Conference in Louisiana. Um, April, of course, we got uh, FDIC. So we'll be doing that. Um, May, I don't know what we got in May. I'm sure there's something I'm forgetting. But, uh, you know, July is Revolutionary Fire Tactics at the Lake. And then uh, we got a couple of other classes here and there throughout the year that are just which will be at margaritaville this year oh yeah margaritaville yeah. gonna be yeah. great that's gonna be crazy but uh yeah a couple one-off classes here and there you know a couple day trips things like that so um that, that's pretty much it our, our schedule like i said is pretty pretty booked and until uh october so uh awesome. totally blessed to have that you know it's there's definitely worse problems to have i'm glad that people are enjoying the training and, and want to want to get it so well i appreciate you guys for coming in and jumping on board tonight uh, like I, I have definitely grown much more as a firefighter knowing you two uh than i did before meeting you guys at the out in missouri at the like the ozarks so you know thank you on the, on the, from the bottom of my heart for coming out on, on national fire radio tonight no, and thank you to good. melissa for jumping in with me so i didn't have to do this alone so hang out for a couple minutes. We're going to end, wrap this up here. So uh, everybody, it's Rob, National Fire Radio, with Pablo and Sean from Build Your Culture and our field correspondent, Melissa Waller. Thank you for coming in and joining us tonight. We appreciate you being here. Everybody be safe out there, and we'll catch you later. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in this week and listening to another episode on the National Fire Radio podcast channels. We truly appreciate the support. We thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to our interviews, our roundtables, our discussions. It means the world. Like, share, leave a comment. The more we engage, the more we can grow and push the word out and keep making this job better.